Hey everybody, welcome to episode 377 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. I'm Jordan Stoltz, your one and only host of the show for 377 episodes strong. And uh, today I'm expanding on a topic I talked about last episode on Monday where I was mentioning fasting and um, dieting kind of in what I called a sneaky way where you're just averaging a calorie deficit over the course of a week but you are um, kind of implementing other methods like eating most of your food later in the day, like um, fasting one or two times a week to try to achieve that deficit, implementing these strategies that are kind of sneaky ways to diet where you're not always restricted and you're minimizing the time that you have to be disciplined. Now, the fasting did bring about some questions. You can always reach out with your questions to jordanstoltzfitness at gmail.com or stoltzjordan on Instagram if you have any questions on this stuff. But um, I did bring about some questions, mainly about the fasting, because that is a pretty popular topic right now. And it's something that I've played with in the past. It's something that I implement pretty regularly with myself. It's hit or miss with clients, to be honest. And sometimes people love it. Sometimes people hate it. And usually if they have never tried it before, they start out by hating it, um, which makes it more difficult as a coach to implement. But it is something that they can adopt later down the road if they play with it. But I got a lot of questions about it. How to um, go about how to go about the, uh, the fast and how to come out of the fast and that kind of thing. I want to talk about the second part of that today how to come out of a fast, how to end a fast, and I might do some more episodes to kind of expand on this topic a little bit. If you're unfamiliar with intermittent fasting, its uses, its benefits, what it actually does in the body, and then how to approach it. So I already talked about the approach in the last episode, at least how I would do it, and I'm going to talk about something that people don't always consider, which is how to come out of the fast and how to end one and... uh that kind of thing. So that's what today's episode is about, 377 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Thanks for joining me. Let's get started. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here with the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. You already heard the intro. Today's episode is about fasting, and it's going to be about coming out of a fast. Now, I want to start this episode and kind of preface things by saying I'm not an extended fast guy. Um, so if you're somebody that's trying to figure out how to come out of a 48-hour fast, a 72-hour fast, I don't know if you can go longer than that, but I don't dabble with that, to be honest. I max 24 hours dinner to dinner is what I've done and what I probably will do. I don't see the need to go much longer than that unless I get really woo-woo and stuff like that. And um, I more so do it for nutrition and achieving calorie deficits over the course of a week. You know, just to quickly review, fasting, whether it's just the first part of the day, maybe it's a whole day, um, 
maybe longer, I guess, although I wouldn't necessarily recommend that. It's usually just used to achieve a calorie deficit on average for the week, and there's a lot of hype and magic surrounding intermittent fasting, and to be honest, it's not really all it's cracked up to be. Research doesn't really show it's superior for anything regarding body composition, health, uh, by itself compared to just a calorie-restricted diet, right? Intermittent fasting compared to a calorie surplus or standard American diet or a diet that's completely unmonitored, you will see benefits. You will see health benefits. You will see weight loss, that kind of thing. But that's because of the calorie deficit, right? You're, it's a sneaky way to eat less throughout the course of the week. If you're not eating for a couple days, and let's say you eat 3,100 calories for five days of the week, and then for two days of the week, you eat 1,200, you're averaging like 2,600 calories or something like that, if my math is right um, off the top of my head. So you're averaging lower without eating lower on most days, right? You kind of get bonus calories on those days. So you can eat more food on your five days of eating as long as you restrict on a couple days a week. So it's a nice way for people who don't want to be disciplined seven days a week with their dieting and tracking and fat loss diet. It's a good strategy for people with a lot of weight to lose, in my opinion, because it allows people to relatively go about life in a normal way and not feel like they're on a fat loss diet for, you know, 600 days in a row. Because if you have 200 pounds to lose, it's going to feel like an eternity to be tracking calories at low calories and be going and going and going like that. Now, there are ways to phase things out, which I can help with if you reach out to me. But I think that fasting is a great way to go about it. And it's a good way to kind of achieve a sneaky deficit and go about life as normal and not worry too much about dieting, which is a big benefit, I think, that it achieves that deficit without riding too close to the line, meaning you can't necessarily mess it up too bad, right? If you are eating only a 1,000 calories a couple days a week, um, you are given a lot of leeway the rest of the days. Now, if you way overeat on the other days, you will undo that progress. You will undo that average deficit for the week. But if you even get... Even if you go 100 over what you're supposed to every day, you're still going to be coming out in a deficit. It's just a smaller one. You're given a lot of wiggle room, whereas if you're 200 calories under your maintenance every single day and you end up eating a handful of nuts at 300 calories every day, you're going to be in trouble. Um, maybe not the perfect example, but I think you get what I mean. You're given a lot more leeway when you are restricting hardcore like that a couple days a week. Those other days end up being a lot more flexible a lot more normal per se. Now, the one area that people can screw up the fast is coming out of it and ending the fast. If you're new to fasting, this is something that you may be worried about if you're trying to experiment with it or wondering about it. If you have fasted before, you know, once again, I don't really advise long fasts. So if maybe max of 24 hours, maybe 20, maybe 16 14, 15, something like that. Um, if you have done it, you kind of know what I'm talking about, that it's easy to go overboard, right? It's this restrict binge, for lack of a better word, mentality, where it's really just under-eat, over-eat, um, where you are restricting so hard you get very, very hungry, and then you kind of fall off the rails because of that hunger, go a little too far overboard, feel like you have to make up the next day, 
by eating even less and you keep repeating that cycle, under eating, over eating, to try to make up for the last phase, which isn't what you want to do. You want to live relatively normal and just drop in some restriction to achieve that deficit. So there's four things that you need to keep in mind on ending a fast. I'm going to review those in this episode because this is important. Fasting won't do anything if you don't come out of it right. And if you are undoing your progress, you are putting yourself through a little bit of misery a couple times a week with no purpose. So the first one is to start out with something easy on the stomach. Now, when you start fasting, if you're used to being fed all the time, except for nighttime, um, you may have some hunger pangs the first time, and these will typically go away over the course of a couple weeks. You'll get used to it. You'll kind of teach your body that it's pretty normal, and you'll be surprised at how you don't necessarily need food as much as you think throughout the whole day. People... I've worked with call themselves hypoglycemic and all that. What it really means is they just don't like being hungry. And um, they realize within a week or two of experiencing this a couple fasts and longer things, as long as it's not a diagnosed condition, they do just fine and they adapt. Now, it can be a little hard on the stomach to come out of a fast. And like I said, if you're really hungry, you might just want to eat the most yummy thing you can think of, greasy food, fried food, cheat day food you know, so to say. However, I recommend starting out something easy on the stomach. The longer the fast is, the more important this is. So if you're going 24 hours, dinner to dinner, better to not pound a huge dinner after fasting for 24 hours. Even if you've had something like protein shakes, broth, whatever, through the fast, which I can talk about in another episode, kind of a hybrid fast model here, but um, something easy on the stomach is pretty important to start out with. So I always do like a smaller mini meal of like 100, 200 calories before the dinner, which just kind of kind of tapers in the hunger as well. So you're not eating so much for dinner. Like if I'm eating 1,200 calories on my fasting days, I'll eat one or 200 of those, wait 30, 40 minutes, and then eat dinner. So I'm not just pounding all this food, getting out of control. It's more like a little thing to kind of get the stomach kicked on for... I mean, that's not the scientific way, but get the stomach kicked on and then um, eat the normal dinner. So I would do something like uh, just, you know, some vegetables, some broth is a good option. Um, A simple carb actually hits the stomach pretty nicely, like uh, rice crispy bar, white rice, that kind of thing. Those kind of things are my favorite just to kind of eat really quickly and then um, eat dinner after that. That's what I do. If you're doing just daily fast, like in the morning, it's not that big of a deal. Just keep that first meal a little bit smaller so you're not um, swinging, you know, the contents of your stomach up and down, I guess. So you're eating a whole bunch and then eating nothing and then eating a whole bunch and nothing. That's not what you want. You want kind of in that middle. And that first meal should be kind of small and then you can follow it up with something bigger. The next thing is to realize that you are not given a free pass just because you fasted. That's number two. So the actual math on here that I recommend is actually a pretty big meal after a fast. So I'm talking maybe like 24 hours. Um, If you're doing a 24-hour fast day a couple days a week, try to do a third to a half of your daily intake. So if you're eating normally like 2,500 calories, 
um, is what you want to average through the week. You would want to eat somewhere around 1,200 calories, maybe something like that, maybe 1,100, 1,000, uh, but that's roughly where you want to be. Those other days you can eat differently, but um, try to eat a little less on those fasting days. Now, if you're, again, fasting every day, just in the morning, unnecessary. Eat your normal daily intake and track that, but if you're just doing a couple fasting days through the week to try to achieve that deficit dinner to dinner, I would do um, about a third to a half of your daily average intake for the week on those fasting days. And that'll kind of set you up for success and flexibility on those other days, as I was talking about before. The other thing, number three, is to focus on high protein on that fasting day. The hybrid fast model that I can do another episode on is to consume protein through the day, which technically makes it not a fast, but it's just protein. And I guess protein shakes is all you're having, which isn't that fun. So it's essentially a fast. But if you don't do that and you're doing a total fast, that's what I do, um, I would make a pretty high protein dinner. I typically like something very lean protein, so I get more food volume in my stomach. Um, chicken, fish, that kind of thing. Um, Low-fat dairy is a good option as well. High protein on those fasting days. When you come out of a fast, think about your protein. Don't think about even your vegetables too much unless you need the food volume because that might not be easy on your stomach. I would recommend instead high protein, a carb that you like, um, not too high of fiber, and not too high of fat, honestly. But I would do higher protein that day. So that's for a couple reasons. Number one is because you're eating only a third to a half of your daily intake. So you need to be a little bit more full. Um, Number two is along with that satiation, it's going to help retain your muscle. And that's important because you're not eating, you're essentially catabolic for a while, which isn't optimal at all for muscle retention or muscle building. And side note, fasting is not the optimal diet if what you want to optimize is muscle building and muscle retention. I don't think it is, but I think it is one of the most optimal diets for a sustainable and flexible way for people to lose weight and a lot of weight However, it does put muscle a little bit more at risk, um, although maybe not as much of a risk as some people would lead you to believe. But focus on high protein, you'll probably be fine. I, you know, try to hit at least half of your normal daily intake, if not like two thirds of what you would normally have. If you normally have 150 grams of protein a day, try to get somewhere around like 75 to 100 would be a great thing, and that's probably enough, anyways as long as you're eating plenty of protein every other day. That's number three. Number four is to, this is the most important one. The most important concept when implementing fasting, especially if you're not tracking. Now, if you're combining the two, tracking and fasting, you're going to be accomplishing this anyways, but this one is to eat as you normally would. Don't change, you know, don't, Assume you have a free pass, as I said before, because you're fasting and eat like an adult, you know, eat as you normally would after the fast. Don't try to make up for anything except maybe the protein and don't try to, uh, you know, look forward to it as a cheat meal or a cheat day the following day because you restricted. Don't use the fast to make up ground. 
just eat as you normally would and implement the fasting as a way to achieve a better deficit. So eating as you normally would is very important. That might mean you know, smaller meals, that might mean high protein, lots of vegetables, lots of fruit, micronutrient-dense foods, minimal processed foods, although you can include those, um, just, you know, health, and not going crazy off the rails because you restricted. It's You're not rewarding yourself for anything, you just need to carry on as usual, and that's a concept that is the most challenging for people to grasp because the fast feels like such an accomplishment when you're done. Whether it's 16 hours, 15, 18, 20, 24, um, even going half a day without food, you feel accomplished when you hit you know, the eating window. You did the fast, you accomplished it. And you feel worthy almost of more calories and food, especially if you're not tracking. And that's not necessarily what you should be doing. This is true, especially with long fasts, like 24 hours. If you're eating only dinner that day, you feel like, wow, I didn't eat all day. I earned whatever I want and however much I want of it. Don't think that way if you can avoid it. Just carry on as you normally would. What's a normal dinner, right? If you're having chicken, rice, and green beans and... Um, popcorn later in the day, which is what I had yesterday for dinner. Don't eat five pieces of chicken, 600 grams of cooked rice, and you know a huge bowl of green beans, and then two bags of high butter, high fat popcorn because you fasted. Eat what you normally would: one, two pieces of meat, a little pile of rice, some green beans, um, you know, and then a little snack high fiber filling snack later on in the day to hold you over. That's what I would do. And that's what I did yesterday. But you need to eat as you normally would carry on. And if you want to fast and implement this without tracking, it's very important. And it's basically the diet plan outside of fasting. Like I've had people ask me before, what do you do on days you don't fast? And the answer is to just eat normal as an adult, right? You're not you shouldn't be going out to eat and pounding a bunch of food and uh, choosing high-calorie, high-fat sources all the time. Try to restrict a little bit. Eat in moderation as an adult, but you don't have to follow any strict guidelines. Like You can eat whatever you want for every meal as long as it's in moderation, and uh, you can kind of change things and tweak things as you go based on your progress. All in all, fasting in my opinion, as I said, is a great method for losing a lot of weight quickly and for doing it in a very sustainable and flexible way where people almost don't know you're dieting, which I think is key. Discipline isn't something that humans come naturally to every single day, in my opinion, especially with food and especially if it's not your full-time job or even your biggest priority. If you just want to get a little healthier, lose some weight, look better, get your abs, whatever, Fasting is a great way to do it. We only have to be disciplined a couple days a week or part of the day, and you can achieve your results and your progress without being ultra t tuned in to your diet all the time. You can just eat normally, be a normal person, and then adjust that food as you go and use the fasting to make up the difference. If you have any questions about it, how to implement it, what I would do, what I recommend, if I'd recommend it for you in your situation, you can reach out to me through email, jordanstolsfitness at gmail.com, 
or through Instagram. Stoltz Jordan is where I am on Instagram. I appreciate any reach outs and any questions you have for the show. Thank you for all the support and thank you for listening to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Till next time, everybody, I'm Jordan Stoltz signing off for the weekend. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on On fitness, fitness, food, food and and freedom. freedom.